This edition of Never Strays Car was recorded shortly before we got wind of the shootings in Copenhagen. It's terrible news and a bitterly sad way to end three unforgettable days of the Tour de France and our condolences and thoughts go out to all those affected. We're in Billund at the moment, waiting for a flight to Lille. And um, I thought I knew something about Lego, but literally, just a, a minute or so ago, a gentleman has just strode across the, um, the terrace of an Italian restaurant where we've just had dinner to tell me about Lego. And not only that, but I don't know the gentleman's name yet, but he is... What's your well, name? Well, my name's Jason. Hello, Jason. And uh, yeah, lucky, luckily, I'm, I'm here in the same spot as you guys, because I'm a... Product designer for Lego Star Wars. This is amazing. <laughs> this, is so good. this is absolutely so, for, amazing. fortunate you've uh, crossed my path because uh, I overheard you uh, wondering what the history of Lego was and this if, if this is where it was created. And absolutely, yes, that's true. And uh, we just recently celebrated our ninetieth birthday. Ninetieth. So yeah, it's it's a very long and rich history. Uh, the plastic brick uh, came about later on in the in the company's time in the uh, uh, later on in the time, uh, originally it started off as wooden toys. Yep. Uh, the original oh. factory is just down the road, and you can see some of the first moulding machines through the windows. Wow. So, yeah, we've we've had quite the rich history. That's very cool. Been around for a very long time, and uh, it's a joy, you know, seeing everyone come around from all corners of the globe. Yeah. Well, you've myself got entire, included. You've got the entire Tour de France passing through your airport pretty much today. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. I was wondering why the town was so quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason, what are you doing? What Star Wars, like with product design? My son is a huge, huge Lego fanatic. Well, I, I can't, I can't yeah. talk too much on current things, but uh, just recently uh, I did Obi-Wan's Starfighter. No. So you did? Yes. You designed it? Yeah, I did the design. Well, there's a whole team behind everything that goes on the shelves. This sounds like a big deal. But uh, yeah, it's uh, set number 75333. Oh, I'm going to look August it up. 75333, guys. Yeah, just just a quick plug-in. Okay, that's that's absolutely great. And I can tell you, by the way, Jason is literally he's walked over with an accreditation, a bit like our Tour de France accreditations, um, yeah, the, which uh, has his the, face the, on the it. yellow and, pass and, with and, the, uh, the red brick. And a proper little Lego sort of logo on a red brick. Jason is the real deal, and he designed 753. Seven five triple three. That's a great number. It's a great yeah, number. my son recently completed the gold hand from Avengers. What is it? With uh, all the Thanos court. Yes, yes, this one. Yeah, yeah he loves it. the team over in Superheroes. Yeah, yeah. And they they do fantastic work as well. Uh, a lot of our IP stuff is just. Amazing. Oh yeah, and the Venom head. Yeah. Yeah, yep. brilliant. So right. if if you're ever fortunate enough to uh, one day have a, a family member work for the company, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know it, it's it is a bit like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Fantastic, it's the closest equivalent because not many people get to go inside. Yeah, and see what goes on behind. Yeah, it's quite doors. secret squirrel stuff. Isn't Jason, it? can you explain yeah. to me because my son during lockdown got into it. He had the uh, the nine eleven GT three. Yes, this and he spent three weeks at the beginning of lockdown and just did it all himself. Then yep. it, that was it. He went off. How on earth do you design the the what it, what does it involve being a product designer? It you would, blows you would, my you mind. You would have to ask the guys in Technic <laughs> regarding that one because I am not mechanically minded, so I haven't a clue as how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, any of them, because it's what you just choose it, then how do you, do you work with, because I know most of it's done with the bricks that exist, or do you choose it? How do you, how do, you do it? 
Well, uh, to put it simply, uh, think of it as we have our, our library of pieces, and it's pretty much like a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> oh, and we yeah. make the best solution out of those parts available. To Basically, that sounds making. to me like you're just making Lego. Pretty much. You've just got the biggest Lego box in the world, and you're just making Lego out of it. Exactly. That, that would be a very simple answer. A lot of people think it's, yeah, it's quite simple what they see on the shelf, <laughs> and that's it. But there is a whole process that goes into each and every set that goes on the shelf. Okay. That's amazing. That's so there's amazing. revisions, there's approvals, especially if you're doing work for an IP. There's another layer of approvals. David, David, it's, it's Jason. Sorry, the, the waiter just came over with a telephone and dumped it on. We just realised it's Jason's telephone, and you were about to give it back to the waiter. But he's so you don't, yeah, we'll you don't talk about the Tour de France in a minute. In a second, which, yeah. but you don't. <clears throat> so, like the Lego that you're about to build, and um, whether it's a car, whatever it is, there isn't just some magic computer or machine that gets a picture and then makes it into the Lego bits, and then there's another magic machine that makes like um, an instruction book. <laughs> Computers aid in, in our design process. We, we do mad. have like programs that help. Obviously, we, we do a digital version of it. Yeah. But all the design work is done from the minds of the, the wow. designers yeah. and the team involved. So we have element designers, we have our graphic artists, and then we have the product designers. So if we need a, a new element for a set, we'll get the uh, element designers to whip something up. So it's, it's a very involved process. Jason, it's brilliant. Thank you very much. You've really filled us in. It's very enlightening. Not a problem. Thank you, Jason. Thanks a lot. Glad Thanks to speak to you. All right. Take care. Mm. Cheers. Thanks, Jason. Just to prove we're really in Billund talking to a genuine Lego expert. Anyway, back to the Tour de France. And Wout Van Aert's hit the front. Van Aert, Van Aert, now pushing for the line. Who's going to threaten him? Oh, uh, Gronewegen! Gronewegen! Now, has he won, David? He has. Tight, though, wasn't it? At first, we thought it was Sagan pointing at him, yeah. saying, you've won. <laughs> But actually, no, Sagan was annoyed at Wout van Aert, I think. Was he? Yeah. He was. We've... I think he was annoyed at Wout van Aert. Okay. So our first interpretation, which was much more fanciful and much more entertaining, yeah. was that he wasn't pointing at Wout van Aert, he was pointing the beyond winner. Wout van Aert yeah. at Dylan Groenewegen, mm. but not berating him. No. He looked like he was smiling and going, you're the man. And then he yeah. looked angry. You got that. And then bit. all of a sudden, yeah. the replay ran on. But then yeah. did you see him pat, just only moments later, pat him on the back, as if to say, don't know what... Did you I, see that? So bit? I don't think he had any beef with Dylan Grunewagen. No, no. That we we fought, we saw the whole oh, helicopter right, yes, shot. Saying, yeah. There was nothing that Grunewagen did wrong no, that sprint. Yeah, we, it was clean, mm-hmm. clean, clean. Because he was on the right of Sagan yeah, yeah. at one point. Yeah, and then he came behind him and switched to left mm-hmm. to launch his sprint. Yeah, which was great in the end because Sagan was almost boxed by Van Aert, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah you, almost in the last fifty meters. Yeah, right, right towards the line, and I mm-hmm. think that was. Uh, listen, we've recorded this. We haven't really checked the um the, 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 the news wires, so you may be better informed at home. Mm. That would be a surprise, wouldn't it? <laughs> Should we check uh, them <laughs> quickly? But, 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 but no, it looked like it looked like he was actually complaining that Van Aert appeared to have drifted a little bit into his line. He did drift quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, whether it would have changed the outcome, not sure. Either way, they were neither of them won because Dylan Groenewegen won. Yeah. It was quite the sprint, wasn't it? Quite. He knew sprint. immediately. Grunewagen. Yeah, he did. Because he just crossed it. And you do in that moment, because although it's incredibly fast for us and confusing. Yeah. Often when you get there and he, they, it was a beautiful image. It, it will be captured. Of the three of them lunging. Yeah. It was Philipson, wasn't it? And was it, who was the Alperson? Uh, yeah, Jasper Philipson. Yeah. 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 So it's Philipson, Walt Van Aert, and Grunewagen did this beautiful classic lunge. And the three of them were all within a wheel and a half of each other. Yeah. And between Wout van Aert and Groenewegen, it was like a tyre. Yeah. But Groenewegen knew, because he was coming out so fast. Yeah. 
he was coming by Wout van Aert so fast, he literally got him with the lunge. But all three of them had this beautiful lunge going on, like a track sprint. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. It? it was Cheer- very cool. Cheers, Jason. Happy designing. Uh, when are Lego going to produce a Tour de France kind of set? Do you think that'll happen? No, I know you couldn't. All right. Uh, Cheers, my friend. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Take care. Uh, you never know. Hope 7533 goes well for you. I think it'll go well. Hasn't <laughs> it? um, he's off. Uh, our flight is about to take off in around about well, a couple of hours yet. <laughs> our flight, yeah. should say, our flight out of Denmark down to, organised by ASO, organised by the Tour de France, um, is uh, due to leave at five minutes past midnight. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's another subsequent flight. I don't know who's booked on that. F- ten minutes later, that is that now scheduled. It's running late to take off at three forty five a.m. And the flight takes an hour and forty yeah. minutes down to Lille. I mean, that's just no sleep for the people no. on that flight, and very and, little sleep for us. A lot of them are the crews that have to get up and and get everything. Actually, the trucks aren't arriving till five or six o'clock. Six o'clock tomorrow. Truck drivers have got a thousand kilometer drive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that that's why. If you're wondering why does a Tour de France pause for a day. <laughs> Yeah, it pauses for mm. this reason. This but back to the start yeah, of the but, race. Yeah. Michael Mercu actually just—I'm just reading the news. Gone. No, so no, he just said news. he's def- not not really breaking, but he's just deflated after his mistake. Um, I didn't really click on, but he ended. He was the guy. He was the guy. Last quick step guy there. Who he's, he's saying here that yeah. he ended up leading out. He did. He the Umbo Visma guys. He had Christophe Laporte. Yeah. Which isn't like him, is he? He had Christophe Laporte so, uh, and Wout van Aert on his wheel. And I don't know if he was just unaware but to be that, fair, that Fabio Jakobsen had dropped back 15 places. We've said this in commentary before. It's the responsibility of the leader or the mm-hmm. sprinter to be on yeah. the wheel of their teammates. Especially, not the teammates to be looking behind. Especially kind of, him. Yeah. yeah. And that's and again, I'm going to say it again. Mark Cavendish doesn't it's, lose the lead out guy. No, and it's like that's what you can't, and that's what the consistency is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also it's it's one thing to win a stage of the sort of fans, but what Mark Haven just does really well is back it up the following yeah. day with another win. Yeah, it's a very good point, isn't it? When you're talking about, and we had Marcel Kittel earlier mm. in the day in commentary. Mm. When you're talking about um, a, a lead out man of the complete excellence of Michael Mercu, mm. the proven excellence over a number of years now, you have to consider him dispassionately as equally as important as the sprinter who finishes it off. 100%. And their role is as uh, difficult and as important as the sprinter from whom he, you know, off whose wheel he, he you know, so yeah. so that's a very good point. You know, your responsibility at this point as the sprinter is to do what you're told. And you're, yeah. What you have to do is be on my wheel. And Not thought was, about it like that. Before. But it also, there was another interesting thing that happened with Christophe Laporte and Wout van Aert. Christophe Laporte did an yes. amazing job. Left it a bit late, Wout van Aert. T- the two of them basically started sprinting at the same time. And Christophe Laporte, who had delivered Wout van Aert so perfectly the whole time and used Merku. But then Merku was so good, he took it so long, that by the time Christophe Laporte decided to go, it was a flat-out sprint. And he was part of the sprint rather than leading out. Is that today? Yeah. Yeah. Not how you see it, Pete? No, because yesterday... Did they both sprint yesterday? (coughs) No. Christophe Laporte positioned him. What am I thinking about? (laughs) Did I dream that Fever dream. Did I dream that last night? I dreamt what? that they both sprinted. Well, today. Oh but anyway, today, yeah. that was um, a you big... You saw it before it happened. That, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> intermediate sprint, maybe? Did yeah. that happen? The intermediate, well, the intermediate They sprint. both sprinted. Yeah, but that's happened on both the intermediate sprints okay. so far. That Laporte has done the thing, actually, that Mercu was doing. Yes. Yeah, points. They've talked about that. Do you, do you remember? <clears> the <throat> real yeah. feature yeah. of Bennett's green jersey, that Mercu would sprint on mm-hmm. having let out Bennett, and that's what Laporte is doing with Van Aert. Yeah, I think it was just a huge mistake uh, talking about that Mercu moment when... 
he didn't have I don't know whether it was split decision like a, he didn't have the confidence I don't know he definitely has confidence in him but it was just he uh, just made the wrong call didn't he he went right I think of Mercu and Lepore went left mm. yep. and effectively um, he started the lead, he led out Grunewagen to a certain extent he was just surfing the wheels you know and if but if he had only even just been on Laporte's wheel for 50 metres he yeah. would have won yeah because that's all he needed yeah and and then it was quite quite a I'm not gonna say comedy of errors, but I think a lot of the sprinters will be getting on their planes tonight with regrets from today. And they're hard to take yeah. when you make those yeah judgment calls. Exactly. You know they're quite hard to because even Caleb Ewan was just fuming mm-hmm. at himself. You know because he wasn't angry at anybody else. He just appeared to be just angry, banging his handlebars, and it's not going well for Caleb Ewan. No, at the moment, and he had no one around him. That I can yeah. See. Um, I, think Gary, I think Gary in the program made that point, didn't he? he said, Here's, yeah, he did, yeah. What the strange, you know, the strange thing is that they have nothing else, Lotto That's the whole team. That is the whole team and the yeah. whole purpose. But it just doesn't seem to be like that bond that the other sprinters have with no. the team. And like Marcel Kittel talked about today. The but there's no Stefano Oldani, who used to be his lead-out man. There's no Roger Kluger, who is his current oh, lead-out yeah. man. For reasons unknown, I should know that. Has he got, is he a COVID victim or... Don't know. He, was, he don't raced know. the Giro d'Italia, you know, but that you and Strange. a band. I don't know. I don't know. So that's one facet of the story. But the other one is how did Jakobsen end up so detached from Urku? Did he just get lost in the melee? Somewhere it, was, the, it was leading to that corner. Yeah. So the left hander. Where, where Sagan bombed the corner. Bombed. That he, was great. he got about yeah. four places. Classic up the Sagan. Road, classic yeah. Sagan. He's just on fire at the moment. He is. He, he looks, looks great. Actually. I was saying to Ned afterwards. It's, this is Sagan at his best because even at his best, he was getting th- top three, thirds, fourths and bunch sprints. And then he'd be ripping up other stages. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. kind of thinking, oh, Sagan, he's there, but he's not doing it. He, he never wins. He was never flat- pumping no. bunch sprints. No, no, never. No. And so, but this is him at his very best doing that. And the way he's yeah, racing, he how aggressively he is. Yeah. And the strength to be up there doing the moves he's doing. Yep. He's going to be a force to reckon with for the green jersey. We were saying before it's Matthew Vanderpool. Matthew Vanderpool does not care he's signaled no intention so far so far no not does not care about the green jersey yet oh if you mm. think he can pull it back I just, no I, think, I, think, I think there's already so I, many points no i points. think we have to wait until maybe maybe the deficit is already too big unless he wins the, three stages so and then goes oh, let's just of. see what happens on stage four and then mm. particularly on stage five and win win or lose i think stage five is everything that he's focused on is stage four stage four rolly enough for him to potentially is it yeah all oh, right yeah I think it's more unpredictable. I think there are more opportunities for a rider mm-hmm. to rip it up Yeah, on stage four. Stage five clearly is the one that he's focused on though. And then I think I think it's all in for that stage and then he'll get to the end of that. This is my thoughts. He'll get to the end of that stage and go, right, how do I approach the rest of the mm. of the Tour de France? And it might still be... I think he's just here for stage wins. You're probably right. Yeah. Now, now that we see it. I was convinced he was coming for the green jersey, but he's yeah. almost made it clear that he's not interested. Yeah. And he's going, he just wants to win stages. Rather than go in an endless kind of mm. relentless daily battle, battle for, for green jersey, yeah, which to not win really isn't yeah, his kind of spirit at Whereas the moment. It might end up on Sagan's shoulders if that's the case. Then. Yeah, <sighs> that would be awesome. Sagan's awesome shoulders. Thought. Why do you think that? Because he's so interested in it. Yeah. Oh, on his shoulders to win it. Yeah, Sagan, Sagan, jersey. Sagan, I thought you had a reason behind. The, I thought you meant his jersey being on his shoulders. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Like that's that's the, the saying. The, the green jersey on his shoulders. Like wearing. Yeah, you it. might wear it. Oh, you think he'll beat Van Aert? <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It kind of depends what happens with Jumbo Visma. What I thought you meant was the responsibility general. on his ah, shoulders to beat Van Aert. No, Sorry, no, 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 no. So you actually uh, think yeah. he could win it, yeah? What? 
Yeah. I think he I think he wants to win. Yeah, yeah. That would be know, great. I think, uh, but he's... Yeah, Van Aert is... He looks problem, solid, right? doesn't he? But going back to... <laughs> Se- second, second, and second <laughs> for yeah. Van Aert. That's kind of how you win the green jersey, isn't yeah. it? And he, yeah, he does time <laughs> What's trials. What's the other phase Sagan finished second for ages? Every year for a good few yeah. years. Was it, yeah? yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. more than a phase, yeah. Ned yeah. wrote him off like four years ago. Oh, yeah, that was it. Then the last race, get, you'll never I win get, a race. I get, I get hammered for making really quite a visionary point a few years ago because if you look at his graph of winning, it mm. tailed off massively at the point yeah. where I said it's about to tail off massively. Mm. What was I, your claim? I, he'll never win another bike race. Mm. And it's, you know, it, it held for a long held time. For a long time. But yeah, then he, now he's won two. Yeah. He's won two since I said that. No, it's you true. Know, and he used to, he used to win. Yeah. Good job you didn't say he it about Cav, because we would have never got him on the podcast. Yes, no, that's true. That's that would have ruined all our chances. No Are we going to get him on the podcast? Oh, well, we're going to try. We're going to try. I think we should try. Yeah, we'll, we'll do him. everything we can, which yeah. is Love pretty Bobby. much just a WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> From each of us at different times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Jakobsen. Congratulations think... to um, Peter and uh, Mark, yes. by the way. Yeah. Yes. I think Peter, well, I haven't been on Insta. She's announced her pregnancy, is that right? Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Mark also a big fan of Lego. Is he? Yeah. There you go. He'll, he'll, send listen, this he'll pod. be listening to this podcast, and, and yeah. once he's heard the quality of it. By the way, I won't hesitate. I won't hesitate. No hesitation. Uh, going back to Jakobsen, why he lost the wheel? I yeah. Think why going, did he lose the wheel? Like, going into that, he was really well placed, and the team was looking after him so well. They did the kind of lion's share of the work in the final ten k's. They were doing everything right, and then as you say, just suddenly he wasn't there. Yep. Muck, who he had dropped his place. rapidly down the yeah. line, didn't he? Yeah. And I think it was that corner. I it think with a dive bomb from Sagan, that must have caused a little wave. Yep. And then he got he slid back because he came out of that corner. And then all of a sudden it was like, where is he? Yeah. And uh, so I think he just got his positioning wrong into that corner and then just got swept back 10 places. Mm. And that was it. It was no chance. Shame. Christophe Laporte is your, suddenly your new favourite rider. Him and Sepp Kuss. Yeah, but you talk less about Sepkus. No, I Maybe the mountains are still... I prefer Sepkus. I prefer Sepkus. No, no, I do actually... You're right, actually. I think... You've talked a lot about Laporte. I do, Ever since Paris-Nice, where we suddenly went... What? That's funny. I felt like I've talked more about him on this race so far. Really? But I've only just realised who he is, really. I also think he looks great on a bike. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? He does look good, yeah. He looks really good. I mean, I knew who he he is, but I didn't know what he was capable of. I don't think Christophe Laporte knew that Christophe Laporte was Christophe Laporte. Until he moved to Yumba Visma, and now yeah, he maybe, realized yeah. he's Christophe Laporte. Yeah, I remember this when we saw him his performance at Paris Nice. I messaged Steve Cummings, who you do a great impersonation of, randomly, and we started talking about Christophe Laporte. And I oh, said, right. "Where, where was that? You know, how come is that the same Christophe Laporte who used to lead out Nasser Bouani to minor, relatively minor victories in one day races in France?" And he said, "No, because it's not like he is just now able to express himself and reach his potential, and you know." What were Kofidis doing wrong that Jumbo Visma are doing right? It's not It's not so much... I can't remember the point he was making. That makes sense. I can't remember the point. Well, he was basically... The point he was making was it's, it's he's remember. gone into the right environment for, yeah. for him that suits him. But that was a huge step, leaving a French team Kofidis to go to a super team yeah. where you know your life's going to change. That was his... Uh, I think when he... he he won the prologue, didn't he? Or won the first won the first stage when the three up in Paris Nice. Crazy three up. That crazy three up with um Roglic. And Van Aert. And Van Aert. <laughs> and uh, afterwards he said, Well, I've been away from home for six weeks on training camps. I've never done that before. Yep. And it's that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. I'm now a professional. Yeah. So it was like your days yeah. on Team Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just be actually working really hard all, all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't really do in Coffee and a number of the majority of other teams. Madly. 
Well, I think crazy. there's a few reasons they don't have the budget to yeah. kind of do all that, and yeah. they also just don't have that that culture. Culture, yeah, yeah, because it's a really different thing. You have to commit to it, and so I also think can, accountability is a big one with the with the the huge teams, yeah, um, and the coaches. And if you don't do the training as a rider, there's a question. Plane. Just to prove Nevestro's car is just waiting for a plane tonight. So um, yeah, you know they're not questioned why they didn't go out on the bike or what. Excuse me, plane. I'm trying to do a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing you loudly. Okay. Um, yeah, why they didn't go out or why they didn't train? Um, I know it's quite relaxed on Total Energy in that yeah. way, um, where there's a big uproar on Ineos and into why you're not training properly or you know mm. so forth so like you say it's very uh very different different culture different style isn't it yeah yeah i mean so we say goodbye to denmark and we say goodbye to the 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 the, the, the image that sums up i think the last three days for me is that wispy blonde mustache that belongs to magnus court yeah. and his um matt stevens got a similar one going on hasn't he Eurosport GCN to Matt Stevens. Yeah. You don't notice it until you're up close. I quite like it. It's like I've got a moustache, but I haven't. Yeah, it's one of them. But you've got one of them. A little bit. Right now? Yeah, a little bit. That's his five o'clock shadow. It is just, it's just so a, embarrassing. Kind of just like a teenage, I look like I've just hit puberty <laughs> in <Yeah>. year 10. <laughs> yeah, but with um, like Magnus Court, it was, nah, it's been he, glorious. Was, he was just out there again today, first one off. What about his sprint for the line? Oh, the third, he was putting on a show. Third, yeah, and really. you said, and it's... And it, Somebody pointed out on Twitter afterwards, and I don't think you realised it, or probably did, maybe I just didn't. Uh, probably the didn't. Um, double entendre of saying his normal poker face. Yeah. Like poker dot. Oh, no, I didn't realise yeah. that. I think probably just mispronounced poker face. Yeah. Po- oh, poker, as in poker, but, poker, poker. Yeah. yeah. Poker face. Poker face. Well, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, I meant that. Yeah, you meant <laughs> that. Yeah, that would have been really good. But it, and because he is normally just has that poker face yeah. and it's you don't really see much motion from you Magnus said Court. today that someone was living their best life yeah and indeed he actually is yeah he's it was someone else you mentioned it about but yeah. he is definitely yeah it was uh he was just out there and the amount of danish flags and the amount of people wearing the kind of the caravan polka dot t-shirts which was serendipitous because leclerc who sponsored probably give out the most so there was so much, so much crowd at the side of the road wearing polka dot t-shirts as yeah, well. Yeah, it was brilliant that. And he was in his polka dot jersey, his polka dot helmet, in a kit, the, the EF kit, which is crazily designed, yeah, like yeah. looks actually fine. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, it does actually, yeah. It's, it's just so crazy. But blends in. It like yeah. fades into the yeah. background. Yeah. It seems actually quite It quiet. just works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he's not in the jersey. Yeah. It's like, that's a team he rides for. Yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned it, I've yeah. Yeah, just yeah. realised. Yeah. Totally right. But I, I was kind of, you know, I, and I don't know whether this... I, I mean no disrespect. In fact, I mean the opposite of disrespect. I mean great respect to the... I've always been a fan of the King of the Mountains competition. It enlivens bike racing. It's absolutely vital, particularly the Tour de France. And it you know, pains me every time the GC leader wins or the GC winner wins yeah. the polka dot or, or, or Chris Froome just gets it yeah just but Fogarcher didn't he won yeah. it by accident you yeah. know he didn't mean to win that and it no. just deprives everyone else who's in that competition yeah. turns themselves inside out to win yeah. it of the opportunity and it's yeah. you know that strange imbalance of kind of points that they sometimes yeah. give to the, the big climbs but and we saw another example of what this this competition means over the last couple of days because I tried to make the point that Magnus Court has done much bigger things in his career than mm. this. 
you know, that stage win in Carcassonne yeah, in 2018 yeah. was a bigger yeah. thing than this mm-hmm. by far. But it wasn't much fun as this. No. And when he when he when he goes back, he'll remember this probably with equal pleasure. Oh, probably, more, you know, for no doubt. And it more. might be that he just pulls the pin on the whole thing, the whole idea as yeah. well in the next week, and goes, oh, yeah, I didn't really yeah. mean that. I'm going to focus on the stage in the Monde, mm. for yeah. example. Um, I had a similar scenario when I was a rider in, when we talk about having fun on the bike mm. and doing, you know, maybe some attacks that aren't going to win you the bike race. But actually, sometimes for me, it was more important to have fun. Yeah. So the Commonwealth Games was a situation where oh, I attacked after one lap. That was brilliant. And Cav yeah. came up to me in the team car, Memorable. raging, telling me to go back, what are you doing, <laughs> all this. And... I'd already been off the front for two laps, so I'd spent that much energy any, anyway. There was no, yeah, there was no yeah. point in going back. And after the race, I thought about it for a while, and I was like, "That's the difference between me and him, because actually, the enjoyment of what I'm doing in the race is yeah. more important to me mm. than winning. Yeah. It's not all about that. winning." Yeah. And I had the honestly the best like the, the experience the day out in the rain. How long did you last off the front? Uh, 140k. I think. Brilliant. Wow. I think I got sixth or seventh in the end. In the end, because it was like no one left. Because yeah, <laughs> it was that wet. I finished eleventh, and I think I was the I think twelve finished. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, you've just reminded. I mean, a lot of people listening will remember that exactly, and it was absolutely. It's often talked about by you know the cycling public. That was a great moment because mm. just the sight of Cavendish in the team car was one of the funniest things. Berating you, yeah, he was properly having a go. What are you doing? Go back. I was like, Cav, I've just done two laps at like absolute threshold, and one. I'm not going back to that peloton. We're on like a street circuit in Glasgow in a hurricane. Do you know how scary it is? And the only reason I attacked was because I was literally scared. So I just attacked just to get out of the peloton, thinking, oh, a few people come with me. And uh, I was just on my own. And honestly, it was great being on my, on my own, but even on my own, it was still sketchy. Every yeah, corner, when you're on the limit, yeah. it's just like, oh. So here's the funny thing. This time last week, almost exactly, Mark Cavendish had just finished a bike race in which he attacked in a hurricane in Scotland oh, yeah. <laughs> from the flag drop. Yeah. <laughs> the difference being he made it to the, the finishing line in first place. Um, but the, the, the slight difference with that extraordinary... Yeah, true, yeah. Because he but he's calm, obviously. If, you know, he had no team car coming up alongside him. So what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. It, maybe he had an inner calf. And if it was the Hunger <laughs> Games, we could have... I'm going to be Pete. If it was the Hunger <laughs> Games, David, we could have created hurricanes. Hunger Games, We yeah. could create hurricanes at any point in the race. Okay, so can, tell us about the Hunger Games Tour de France. Cause well, this, this let David take this one up. This was... This was actually in the car rather than waiting for the fly. Yeah. Very sporadic. It came out of nowhere, didn't it? Came out of nowhere. And I, had, I don't know the Hunger Games well enough to have contributed. Otherwise, I would have loved it. But yeah. gone. Well, basically, we were doing a Never Stray's Car podcast without the recording. Which was really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were just talking about the bike race and talking about the upcoming days. And you guys so, just, just to say, sometimes we start talking about the bike race having ideas like this. And some, one of us will say, no, 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 stop talking because it's got to go in the pod. But <laughs> yeah. this time, you just use it. Yeah. Just it, it was too much um, fun. It was too much fun. And we were talking about the upcoming cobbled stage. And it's likely going to be good weather. And I thought, wouldn't it be good if I was Thierry Gouverneau, who's the, the race director, the technical director who plans the route, is say, okay, what I'm going to do is on one of those sections, I'm going to get those big water jets and I'm going to get tractors to put manure in it. And I'm going to announce to the race that there's going to be this section that's going to be wet and muddy. Sector wet. Sector wet. <laughs> yeah. But you don't know which one it's going to be when the race starts. So you could almost say there's going to be a, a sector wet. Yeah. And, but it's just, you know, and, but you can start doing that all over the race. Yeah. You could put gravel on corners sometimes. You could do all sorts of things. We had the drone drops. Drone with, drops. Uh, bonus seconds. Drone bonus, <laughs> bonus seconds, which I thought was brilliant. 
Here's a 20 second bonus. Bonk, bonk, just lands on you. You're like a paint. Somebody with like a, a paint gun just like fires at the peloton. Who just a green fire. splodge of yeah. paint that just lands on you. Oh boom, my God, it's got toilet. 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And it would just be. And you're going to mystery distances some days. Oh, well. you, you start off and you wouldn't know how long the race is going to be. Well, we it's talked be, about that before. We talked about, about that. Yeah. You could put all these different elements in. It would be Hunger Games. Yeah. And sometimes it could be. Team presentation. Yeah. G coming in on fire. Oh, it was all that, wasn't there? That, that, what do you call? Yeah, what's it called in the Hunger Games when they have to? Well, they get picked up by their sectors, don't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. and they get so the trains, the <laughs> and they're all given. So, like, Pagacho is being on a diet for like six weeks. It's given this like amazing food, you know. So, so ASO, the Tour de France, have these series of trains. They have twenty-two trains. Yeah, going basically up. amazing trains yeah. that go to all the different countries where the teams are based, and they pick up the team and then just feed it, them. It's a great yeah, celebrate, yeah. it's a celebratory yeah. departure. Yeah, you're getting on the train, you're going. <laughs> You're like then held. It's like Kieran racing in Japan where they hold you for 20 days before and you're not allowed to see anybody and you're just put dropped off somewhere. But they're just fed claret and roast turkey yes. and like prawns and chocolate. And all yeah, G would have like Welsh cakes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> be so good. So that's what we'd like to see the Tour de France become one day. Yeah. Well, we did ask what it would look like in 100 years, didn't we, over dinner? We had this com- precise conversation. Well, not the precise conversation, but we were speculating what would the Tour de France look like a hundred years from now, assuming there is still a planet and there's still a Tour de France, which I think we, we'd like to assume is the case. My contention was that France would be an entire city by then with small parks, you know, relatively. Like, I think the Massif Central, the Auvergne might be a park within mm. the city of France because it had just been asphalted over. And global warming is quite dark, really, would be so mm. intense that most of most of the Tour de France mm. would be underground, which I think is probably... And then we speculated on the size of the peloton, which we don't know how that might pan out. It might be six... Or 6,000. Yeah. Either way, Chris Froome will probably still be in it. Because <laughs> that's what thing. he does. That's what he does. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Talking about... Um, We're down to random. one bar of battery. Okay. Here, which I'll, always I'll, slightly scares I'll me. Keep this. What happens yeah. to your... Because I'm using well, your kit here, David. That's new it, batteries. I know, but I think you've got quite cheap. I'll keep this quick anyway. Uh, we talked about um, Ineos on actually. the left. Yeah. Why that might be. Yuma Visma on the right. Why that might be. And they swapped sides today. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Obviously, they did. Also, then it got on to no, track brilliant. racing. Yeah. And why do we re- race round? The, 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 the left anti-clockwise. Why? Why do we do well, I don't know And why. for me, who's rode the track all my life, yeah. I don't know if I could even ride round it the opposite so way around. Hearn Hill, completely has, bizarre. Hearn Hill yeah. recently held an event where they raced the wrong way round. Oh god, I couldn't think of anything worse. But yeah, anyway, back to today. That was funny. It's so typical, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I decided to talk about the precise point you'd made at the precise point that you know. It, and and up Pete with this brilliant insight that we all agree with the left hand yeah. side of the road thing. The left hand side of the road thing, and also you know, and then to augment that, I, I came up with it this morning. Kind of, I was, went out for a run, beautiful run by the way. Came back and thought, oh, you know, I'd had this thought. I thought it's not just the fact that you train on the left hand side of the road, predominantly if you're based in Britain, grown up in Britain. It's also the track that you guys have all come from, because essentially yeah. you're looking over your right shoulder, always yeah. the right shoulder, never yeah. the left right shoulder. That's where the race is coming from. That's where you. So that feeds into it at all. And uh, someone on Twitter whose name I've forgive me i can't remember she made the precise same point at the same time that was completely undermined by what we saw on screen mm. and the other point that i've been making um that was undermined by what we saw on the screen today was an enormous turn on the front by quick step alpha vinyls mattia catania he was an incredible but, contribution to their team today he was immense and i've never denied these what's he rider. here to do thank you yes yeah. thank you so is he so so now we know yeah well, maybe <sighs> Like he does the kind of fifteen to ten k bit. The Tim maybe he's a bit of a G. Like in his early days, 
Yeah, just not quite discovered like... himself as a full GC. Well, he is a GC rider, but yeah. he can do a bit of everything. He's Benjamin Buttoned himself. He's getting better now. He's like kind of done a reverse G. <laughs> is he? How old is he? He's pretty old, isn't he? Continue? Is he? I'm going to say 26. Oh, no, it's no young. Yeah, it's oh, young. young. Okay. I've I plucked that from thin air, so it may not be true. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. Let's touch yeah, that's bigger what I mean, sorry. He looks about 26. Yeah. Maybe older, actually. He's not, I don't think he's a real youngster, Katani. He's been <laughs> All right, Ned. <laughs> 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 Going in on him already. Right. It doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> don't need any help. <laughs> I can't. I like to stress. I think he's a very good buyer. He proved that today. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> <laughs> Go on, talk away. You can talk away okay. out of a lot of stuff, okay. but not this well, one. David, you were talking today on on was it in the pocket? No, it's Ned in this hat. He's wearing with those headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you'd have to see that to believe it. Uh, yeah, um, but you were talking today about how Patrick Lefevre and Quickstep have never won the Tour de France because mm. we were talking about how Yumbo yeah. have not won the Tour yeah. de France. Um, I was then trying to search through my memory banks, thinking how close have they come, and who have they ever had? Who's looked like they might win the Tour de France? Alaphilippe was the closest. Uh, yeah, but that was kind of by mistake, almost, yeah, wasn't it? And in the end... Didn't do what about Rigoberto Uran? Did he not ride for them for a couple of years? Yeah, but Go GC, to the tour. did he ride GC? Didn't do anything at GC at the tour? No. I don't think so. I can't remember that. Happening. Not even a top ten? Well, okay, but I'm talking about kind of threatening to win the tour. No. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for the argument... And like David biggest, says, it's just not their game, is it? It's not their game. So I come back to... Anyway, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Oh, oh well. Yeah. We'll see. Should we go and catch your flight? Yeah. yeah. Let's go to France. Let's go to France because it is, after all, the Tour de France.